0: I am, I am so pleased to be with you. I'm so pleased. I've heard about Tuomba by way of Pete for, for a number of years, and you probably know how these things go. To hear about Tuomba is one thing, and the beauty of Tuomba and the people, but, but to actually be here to, to meet a number of you is... It, it, Please understand. It, it puts towamba and you on my heart. It's 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 just such a pleasure to be to be with you. And then I don't. You perhaps do not understand how unusual it is for churches in one area to gather together, as if they're one big church. So so to be with you on this particular day when you gather together. Is such a pleasure, and then to do it on Father's Day. So, what's not to like? This is this is just such a treat for me. There, there is a bit of a problem, however. the The problem is that, as I've been thinking about our time together and a passage to consider with you, I my mind kept going to a passage that was perhaps packing the most amount of guilt in one particular story as any passage in the Bible. And, and I can't necessarily say it was the Spirit leading me, maybe it was just my brain got stuck, maybe it was brain damage, I don't know, but I've been stuck on this particular passage, and, and let's jump into the passage and see if we can find the good news in it. The passage is Luke chapter 10, it's the Good Samaritan passage, which I'm sure you all know, and, and why don't we do this... Um, husbands and fathers let me speak to you first so everybody else feel free to get your phones out and wander around do whatever you'd like to do over here uh, so you can talk to your, you know, the father about this a little bit later and I'll, 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 I'll bring all of us together in, in just a moment so here's the, the Good Samaritan story it, um, it seems like a whopper you know, husbands, fathers, Get your wallets out because you have a lot of spending to do on a lot of people who, who are needy, it seems, from this particular passage. It starts this way, behold, a lawyer stood up and put Jesus to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Nice question, but it was given in, in, in a way it was trying to trap him. Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replies with this story. There was a road, as you know, from Jericho to Jerusalem. A lot of the priests and Levites lived in Jericho at that particular time. It was a road that had its problems. It went in some troubling areas, twists and turns, lots of rocks, and um, it had its dangers. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among, among robbers. They stripped him, they beat him, and they left, leaving him half dead, now, by chance, it's sort, of, it's sort of cute that Jesus says it, just by chance, there's a priest who, who, was, um, who was going down that road. When he saw him, he passed on the other side. So likewise a Levite, one of the workers in the in the temple. When he came to the place and saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, and as, as we know, the Samaritans were were the, the outcasts of the day. They were the half-breeds. There was, there was such animosity between the Jews and Samaritans that when you were, you were going from, from Jerusalem to Galilee, you went around their land, which was going to take a, a much longer, a much longer way. But a Samaritan, Jesus chooses to point out, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. You went to him, bound up his wounds. Fathers, are you getting all this? Okay. It's the most amount of guilt packed into one particular story. So you have compassion, you bind up the wounds, you pour oil and wine, you're already at a certain amount of expense and time at, at this point. You set him in your own animal and you bring him to an inn and, and the Samaritan took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, day's wages, and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, "Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back." Which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The lawyer said, "The one who showed him mercy." And Jesus said to him, "All right, now go and work out the details on your own." And it's going to make a cumbersome Father's Day for many of you because you, you're looking for, for the needy and there are plenty of them and, and you're willing to sacrifice a, a great expense for the needy. So this is, a, this is a very challenging passage. But there are a few signals in this and, and one of the signals is it was a lawyer who was trying to trick Jesus, who was asking the, the question. And the lawyer is spoken to, or lawyers are spoken to, just the next chapter after Luke chapter 10, and there are certain woes that Jesus speaks against the lawyers because they, they bring all these laws on other people and they don't do them themselves. Because they know the laws are ultimately impossible to fulfill uh, that, that are being dispensed. So a lawyer is the one who is asking the question. That's one signal. A second signal is that that this is not what the law requires. The the law does not ever say that that when you love your neighbor, you you, you have to find one who's an enemy and and essentially pour out your life for that particular person. The law does not go to, to that extent. Perhaps we could say the spirit of the law is, is all encompassing, but this is beyond the, the law as it's pronounced in, in the Old Testament. And then you have Psalm 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a, a broken and contrite heart. He will never refuse, He will always accept. Then we consider the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul talks about the law as being a schoolmaster who brings us to Jesus. The the passage is not necessarily trying to heap more law on on people who feel like they're already overwhelmed and can't keep the law as it is. The, The passage is intended, fathers, to lead you to say, Jesus Jesus, help. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. That's, that's the heart of this particular passage. Now, now, some of you might be thinking, it might be easier to dole out some money to people in need because to say, Lord, help, and Lord, have mercy, is, is a challenging thing for us to say. And, and recognize that when we speak something before the Lord, there, it, it becomes natural to speak it to other people. So fathers, have you, have you asked your family or others to pray for you? Have you confessed that you need Jesus and you need the prayers of, of, your, of your spouse, of your children, of those around you? I I confess that that I enjoy hearing the burdens of other people. I, I, enjoy. I, I am pleased to be able to bear the burdens with other people, and I am pleased to be able to pray for them. I consider that to be an honor and a privilege. However, I am more reluctant to share my own burdens. I, 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 can, I can say it 's it's just sort of it's just sort of uh, my personal style or something like that, but it 's deeper than that because there is something about men in particular that suggests that we should be self sufficient and we should be strong, and Jesus is offering us a passage that goes much deeper than and how we care for the people and needs around us, even though we are called to such a thing. Jesus is calling us to recognize that we can never meet up to the requirements of the law, and the greatest thing that we can possibly do, the greatest way we can serve our wife and children, is to start out our days and say, Jesus, help me. And then could you imagine the humility and the weakness and brokenness of heart that would even say, to your spouse or or to your children could you pray for me man that's that's a tall order <laughs> to to be men who who grow to be weak when we grow up <laughs> to, to have hearts that that can feel broken which is another way of saying a heart that feels weak and, and can't go through the day without, without dependence on the one who is strong and to have the humility to even ask others for prayer. So, fathers, that's, that's your mission today. Jesus, help! And for those of you who are especially weak and bold, to be able to ask your, your spouse your children to pray for you as well. Oh, we have a little bit more time. Now, cell phone's down. Okay, everybody can come back now. Okay. Uh, now now let's, let's take one more dive into this particular passage and, and sort of plumb a few more depths of it that are available to us that might not have been fully available at that particular time because we have seen Jesus the, the story goes like this. Are there details in this story that can draw us in further? You see, when when we move through the New Testament, the 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 the, the, the heroes of Scripture are those who are weak. They're the people. That it's the woman who has the bleeding. It's, it's those who have physical disabilities. Uh, it, it's, it, 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 it's those who... Life is just, just too much for them to bear. These are the very heroes of the New Testament. So, so we are being offered in one way, one of the heroes of the New Testament, by this horribly broken person in this story. So... So the story invites us to enter in in a different way. That we are the ones who were desperately needy. Who who needed to be rescued and there was absolutely nothing that we could possibly do. The, The Samaritan is the one who goes above and beyond the law for our behalf. This is the story of the gospel right here in the Good Samaritan. So it ends up looking a little bit better than it first seemed. The Samaritan is Jesus, the one who is the outcast of the people who he came to love. Now, now all of us, let's, let's walk through the story. So, so the first reading is, is, is Jesus' help? These are things I cannot do, which is exactly Jesus' intent with the story to be dependent on him for life and breath and, 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 and love even for today with our own families. But now it's a picture of the gospel. And here is the gospel. That, that we were left for dead on the side of the road and we didn't even know it. We thought we were sort of alive and, and little did we realize that we were sort of waltzing Closer and closer to death itself. And and others passed by and they had no life to be able to give. But there was one, an outcast, who recognized other outcasts, who recognized other horribly weak people. And here's the truth. Whatever your weakness feels like, he is the one, he begins with compassion toward you. He is moved by you and in the, the very weaknesses in your own life. And then, then he draws close. That's what, that's what compassion does. He draws close and he sees, he sees the places where you've been wounded. And, 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 and here you are a dirty mess. <laughs> uh, 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 sort of a content, you, you, you got blood all over you. And here he is, coming close, touching you, binding up your wounds. Uh, anointing you with oil, which, which, which was, which was for, for cleansing of the wounds, but even for more than that later on. And then he... By his, with his own cost, he transports you to a place where you continue to be cared for and and then he says, and by the way uh, in, in, in essentially in perpetuity, tomorrow and the next day, I will be the one to care for this particular person this is This is the gospel, but it, it's it's the early stages of the gospel where Jesus is, getting, is giving us simply small hints of who he is and what he is going to do. The actual story is, is, is more profound than that. It, it, it wasn't someone who gave a few denarii for the, for the costs of the person's lodging, the the cost, the, the, it, when he came close, what he covered us in was his very blood, which, which, which if we want to have another word for blood, it's life. That's, it, it, it covers our sins and it covers our shame. He, co- he, he takes us from the side of the road because of his good pleasure and his, and his compassion and his love. And he cares for us. And... And the care is such that he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. The cost of such a thing is something we will never understand. But one of the reasons why we gather together is because we want to try to plumb the depths of his love. That's that's one of our purposes as as we meet. So, So for men... For men who, who probably you share something of universal manhood, you, you, you share your brotherhood with me in some ways where I do not like being weak. I do not like that being advertised to, to those that I know. I don't like it being advertised to my family. I would rather not even be advertised to God. Men, we are going to continue to grow in saying Jesus help today. And then, for all of us, what do we find? He never, ever turns away the heart that says help. Never. You will never find that in Scripture. So whatever it is that you are bringing that you need help for, whatever the weaknesses are and the sins, he will never, ever turn you away. What he does is he pours out his life over you. And, and he sticks to you by the work of his spirit for all of eternity. So there are, I guess there are two words in the Christian life, or two phrases in the Christian life that's, that are coming out of this particular passage. Jesus, help. Lord, have mercy. And thank you. Thank you. That's the, that's the most primal vocabulary of those who, who have seen and beheld Jesus. Thank you. Because, because a broken and contrite spirit, you will never, ever turn away. And, and, and what you do is you rush in and, and you say, I am yours and you are mine. You, you, take, you, you take the burdens that we had and You give us life with you forever. So, if you got a dad in the home, pray for him. Pray for him that when he grows up, he would be weaker and weaker and weaker. Or maybe put it this way. When he grows up, he would grow up to be a child to be a child who, who finally has learned after all these years to be able that, that our lives are, we are not sufficient to ourselves, but that we must depend on our father. So, so pray, for, pray for dad today that, that he would continue to grow up in the, in, in, the, in the arduous and challenging task that God has called him to. And, and by the way, if... If you want to say, Lord, have mercy, you can do that as well. <laughs> if you're a child, if you're, if you're an older woman, if you're a younger woman, whatever it might be, we, we can all participate with our fathers in such things. And then, then if guilt is still nipping at your heels, even after, Lord, have mercy, then, then be sure to say, thank you. Because He is delighted. He is delighted to come and binds up the wounds of those who say help. He is pleased to do such things. So today, Jesus have mercy and thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be with you, to consider these things. And and in Scripture's inimitable way, we start with a passage that seems like it is indeed Loaded with a ton of guilt, but but it uh, but you unpack it just a little bit, and it becomes it becomes wonderful news. That is exactly what we need. Very good to be with you. Let me let me pray for the fathers. I do pray that that they would continue to grow to be children of their father who know that their father has absolutely everything they need, they need, and their father never calls them to be self-sufficient. The father never sends them off and says, okay, son, go and figure it out. He is, he is the one who is always with us. May they grow to be children of their father. And together, we say, thank you, Jesus, for, for the costly life that you have surrounded us in, and and will forever in the name of Christ amen